Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was developed and published by Capcom and released in Japan and North America in June of 1990. It was not released until December of 91 in Europe. Now this was the second game from Capcom in the Disney Afternoon line. Of course the first being DuckTales. And that's kind of the the order they came out right in the actual that is correct. Disney Afternoon release schedule. Now, the show, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, was the third Disney afternoon show after Gummy Bears. And then DuckTales. And then Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And this game was produced by Tokuro Fujiwara, who had worked on uh, Ghosts and Goblins and Mega Man 2. Oh, okay. Decent pedigree there. Yeah, yeah. Capcom stalwart. Now, this game sold 1.2 million copies. And that makes this Capcom's fourth highest selling Nintendo game. Really? Yes. This Okay, um, is that higher than DuckTales? Or? I'm not sure, uh, yeah. but I do know that this was so popular that it did eventually get a sequel. Yeah, I, I haven't played it, but I am aware. I, I, I've seen it around. I'm in the same boat. I think it came out at the very tail end of the NES's lifespan. Mm, gotcha. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers? Chippendale's Rescue Rangers is uh, another 2D side-scrolling platformer, uh, but with the uh, added bonus that it is a two-player simultaneous game. That's right. It does have co-op, and I would add a slightly non-linear map. In certain ways, yeah. That's the slightly. (laughs) Now, you play as either Chip or Dale, the famous chipmunks, and this is a one- or two-player game. If you're playing one player, you get to choose, which is nice. Yeah, I always... I'm a Dale guy, so... Oh, I'm totally a chip man. Ugh. And um, Stick in the mud. Well, you know. <laughs> the main difference between the two is the sprite. Right, and I mean... The, or they, the only difference. Yes, and they, I mean, they look good. Uh, very accurate. Oh, very much so. Now, if you are playing the two-player version, you do not get to choose. Uh, player one is always chip, two, always Dale. Oh, okay. I, I didn't get to play it two-player this time around, so... This game, of course, you can jump, and it is a Mario-style jump. Yeah, um, it's a pretty, uh, pretty hand, you know, it handles pretty well. It's a good jump. Yeah, it's nice and tall, and you do have a little wiggle room. You can change direction, kind of worm around things if you need to. Sure. Solid all around. And the main other mechanic in this game is that you can pick up and throw a variety of objects. Yes. Uh, this is your main offense. Yeah, um, kind of, it kind of feels like a, a flat, like, you know, side-scrolling, uh, River City Ransom, the way you can pick up all these objects, including each other. Yeah, and, you know, it does have a bit of a Mario 2 feel in that sense as well. Yeah, yeah. Not picking them up out of the ground, but when you pick up, you know, things to the side of you. So I guess we should talk about that mechanic, and that is that uh, if you press the A button, you can pick up a box or item that is next to you, and then you'll be holding it. Now, there are some offensive things you can pick up, and those are the wooden crate, Yeah, you see a lot of these. That's the most common one by far. Yeah, you can pick it up and then you can throw it. 
all the way across the screen. Or vertically. If you press up and you release the button, you'll throw it up upward. Yep, yep. Now, the other big thing about the crates is that you can hide in them. Yeah, if you press down while you're holding one, it, you know, you can see your little eyes poking out. It kind of drops down, and it's pretty cool. It'll, you know, protect you, and it'll do a hit, right, if enemies yeah. run into you. It will take one hit of damage, and then the box will fly away. So enemies that would last more than one hit, they will still be around, but if they only take one hit, the enemy itself will die. Mm-hmm. Now, the other big thing about these wooden crates is that is where many objects are hidden in the game, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But I want to talk about the other items that you use. And uh, the next one, I think, logically would be the steel crate or steel box. Yeah, they're, uh, I always thought they looked more like stone, but whatever. Um, you you know. can't hide in stone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but mainly they're just used to stack up on top of each other to kind of build little uh, so towers to get somewhere. Instead of being able to throw them across the screen, you just drop them right in front of you. Do they do any more damage than normal crates? No. Okay. But you can hide in them, and then they are reusable. They don't fly off the screen. You just pop out of the crate. Yeah, yeah. The steel crate is very valuable. I am, I love using it in that fashion where I just basically use it defensively and yeah. try to hold on to it as long as I can. Yes. The One of the biggest factors of these steel blocks is that you can stack them to reach higher areas. Yeah, and a few a few times in a couple levels, you, you know, it's required. You can't get up to the right height without them. Or you can get to an area with some bonus stuff. So either way, yeah. very handy. Now, the other items you pick up and throw are the apple. Now, sadly, you get no health from this apple. No, it's a big apple, though. It is huge, uh, as big as you, or if not bigger. And uh, you can pick it up and throw it just like the wooden crates, except for it's very heavy. So therefore, you can't jump very high when you're holding it. Yeah, you can see a little sweat coming off your spray. Mm -hmm. And then almost identical to the apple is the log. And it's a log that does yeah. the exact same thing. Now, yeah. you can't hide with either the log or the apple. Correct. So they are only offensive. And then the final offensive item is the bomb. Yeah, um, the manual lists them as black balls, but, I mean, they're clearly a bomb. They have a fuse and explode. So And they're on a timer. <laughs> so if you pick one up and you don't do anything with it, it will explode in your hands. Yeah, bad news. Uh, I kind of avoid them. I find them more trouble than they're worth. Yeah, me too. Uh, they're not particularly, you know, they're not like that. Are they stronger or anything? I don't know. I never have any trouble with um, just using the boxes all yeah. the time. So, ample, ample crates. Yeah, they are everywhere. Um, you know what? I lied. There is one more item you use mm. offensively, and that is the red ball. Oh, that's true. So it's only found in boss areas. And I guess it's a rubber ball. I Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> because, you know, it does bounce off the sides of the screen. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. And it is uh, reusable. It never goes away. It's always there in the boss stage. Also in this game, uh, of course, there is health. You know, you and your buddy, or just you, you have, what, three hearts? Yes, sir. So are three units of health. And you start with, what is it, three lives? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Now, you can find... Um, power-ups throughout the level that will increase both of these things or refill your hearts and those are the acorns yeah there's a, a just an acorn that gives you a heart and then there's like a flashing one that'll fill you up all the way yeah with two yeah which isn't yeah <laughs> so that is kind of humorous now uh, along the same lines there is the one up star that you'll just find randomly yeah sometimes it'll, it'll just be you know shining away there and that's very rare i would say yeah now, more common is the normal star. Yeah, you're, you'll see those, uh, 
you know, just behind boxes or sometimes just sitting out there. And if you collect uh, 20 of them, it will create a one-up star will float into your screen. And it does float very, um, I want to say that randomly, but it does have an odd path. And it's coming from the left side to the right side of the screen. Yeah. And uh, it can get you in trouble sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you want to get them, man. One-ups. Now those normal stars, they also sometimes uh, just appear and fall if you hit certain areas in the screen. Yeah, you're like jumping around. You know, kind of, again, reminds me of DuckTales where, you know, yeah. you just spawn little diamonds or something. But, but much, much rarer than in DuckTales. I don't, yeah, I, at least I didn't find very many, so yeah. it could be hard to say. Now, another way to get a free man or a one-up star is to collect the flowers. And those will be just little flower tiles you see all throughout the level and sometimes behind the crates as well. Yeah, they're by far the most plentiful, and uh, 50 of them will get you a one-up. Uh, is it 50 or 100? Um, it says 50 in the manual. So, But I think that's wrong. I wouldn't be surprised, because I, th I just assumed it was 100. And then when I saw in the book, I was like, well, whatever. I, I think that is a misprint from, um, and by think I mean I read, that it's Ooh. a misprint from the original version of the game. The development version and at some point they changed it and made it harder hmm. but in the console version it is definitely a hundred i, I okay. can vouch for that i i that sounds more accurate to me so besides the many many flowers the stars and all of those fun things you find through the levels uh, there is one other thing you'll find and that is the large crate yeah it's much bigger than it's apple sized or correct so to speak. And these all have, um, you know, something in them, one of the bigger items, or sometimes a zipper. Yeah. He'll... Your pal, who is an invincibility bonus. Yes. And he's awesome. I, I love his, um, I love that idea for an invincibility. Instead of you just becoming invincible, you're invincible, and then he flies around to attack yeah. all of the various enemies on the screen. Yeah, and I always liked Zipper the best uh, in the cartoon, so it was nice to see him here. I bet Zipper was uh, voiced by Frank Welker. Yeah, well, he's the animal go-to guy, so... <laughs> and then one more thing to mention about the uh, levels and the play of this game is that there are bonus levels at the end of every stage. Yes, there are. And they have stars in them or one-up stars. Yeah, um, I think there's flowers in there too, but okay. I always got the same... Middle uh, top one? Yeah, because, because <laughs> it's always a one-up. Yeah, that's almost always... There, there's a couple where it's like, it's just a star. And I was like, well, okay, but it's like I'll get the top three, maybe a fourth one. Yeah, I would just get the top one, then run to the right and work my way down. Yeah, because you have, you know, it's just a little screen with eight, what, eight boxes, mm -hmm. and you only have like less than 10 seconds probably. It just, you know, run and grab as many as you can right away. And the top middle one is almost always a free man. Yeah, so. start there Indeed. for sure. Well, Nick, this is a Capcom game, and a Disney one at that, so I'm really hoping that we've got a decent manual on our hands. Um, well, we it, it's all right. It's not. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we're back at Nintendo, so that's a lot smaller than uh, most of them, you know, 18 pages. It's all black and white, and you do have a lot of, like, official, you know, Rescue Rangers promo art kind of in it, you know? Okay, so I guess that looks nice. Um, yeah, always does. Um, you know, it goes through, uh, you got your, your, the story starts off with, uh, you know, your friend Mandy's kitten is kidnapped, uh, and you're out to rescue her. That's the beginning of the game. They let you know that here. But you learned that during the cutscene, so 
no no big surprises right right it's just uh i, I just wanted to mention it because I, you know this one i this i know was an actual episode of rescue rangers i remember it where what professor nimnol or something you know the the evil mad scientist he was kidnapping all the kittens mm-hmm. to um you know we'll talk about it in the the intro level portion but you know all the th- this is real this legit of course it is <laughs> Yeah, you know, we talked about the items and stuff. I just uh, already, you know, it goes through that. I mean, and, uh, you know, shows you little pictures of the characters, tells you about, you know, Monterey Jack breaks walls. Gadget gives you clues. Uh, It does not mention the apples or logs or the bonus stages. Hmm. Or, you know, we didn't actually talk about it, but there's that little uh, power-up drink that you can get. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, you know what? I I was so um, barely in the game that it's a a note on the side of my notes because I forgot about it. It's barely there. It's not in the manual. And I was like, what does this actually do? You know, when you collect it, it puts a little P up by your your name, which I'm... It's also confusing. Yeah, yeah. Because then your name is... Yeah. (laughs) Chippy. Chippy. Uh, Anyways. um, But what it does is it makes you stronger so that you can jump to your full height when holding an apple or a log. Yeah, which, I mean, those... Barely. Apples are okay, you know, or kind of common, but not really. No, and they're not any more useful than a any other block. So yeah, there was thanks. Yeah, eh, but yeah, not even mentioned in the manual. Weird. Um, but this, uh, you know, so like I said, eighteen pages. I think about four of it are actually about the game. There's a ton of ads in here. You've got a right inside the front cover. You've got an ad for the Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Oh wow! Which I've never played, so uh, but they're I. they're pushing it hard here. Now, is there an enemies list? Oh, well, there is a, a brief one. It's only two pages, and they name ten of the enemies. So okay, because there are some weird enemies in yeah. here. None of them are bosses, though. I was like, oh, hmm. lame. But uh, you also have a uh, inside the back cover. There's an ad for the uh, Capcom Willow game. Oh, I bet that excited you. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, it's just a picture of the the box art, but whatevs. Uh, one thing I really liked was the Capcom Craze Club advertisement for, I don't know what you got in it. It just says, uh, you know, it's three ninety five to sign up uh-huh. and it, you can get uh, one of four posters. Oh man, I, that, would, that would probably be worth it. Yeah. I mean, you can choose from DuckTales, Mega Man, Rescue Rangers, or Codename Viper. All Capcom games, of course. So I, I'd really like to see what these posters are. Yeah. You know, if anybody and... out there has seen them or, you know, maybe they're online, I couldn't find them. I'm not going to lie. I would have, you know, in my youth, had a tough time trying to decide between Chip and Dale and Mega Man. Yeah, I mean, especially not knowing what the poster actually looks like. <laughs> so Indeed. it could be could be tough to decide. But yeah, so lots of ads in this one, but uh, uh, nothing too crazy. It, you know, accurately explains the, you know, the little bit of actual gameplay in the game. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Um, I was... Uh, it was just a weekend rental for me. I remember renting it with my friend and beating it, um, and that's about it. Uh, I always liked it, but you know, I never owned it. So, well, I loved this show uh, when it when it was out. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Chip and Dale were my favorite Disney characters uh, before the show. Like, if I had to pick from the Disney pantheon, it was right. their shorts were the ones I liked. <laughs> okay, possibly because they were to me more Looney Tunish. Okay, yeah, I can see that. You know. Uh, it wasn't, you know, doing sports or <laughs> any, you know, of a remake of an old fairy tale. Right, right. So I really enjoyed them. And then here's our show where one of them is Indiana Jones and the other is Magnum P.I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what more could a boy want? Yeah, it's got it all, man. And um, I know I rented this game at least twice. 
but it was always when I had a buddy, like my best friend Evan, spend the night. Yeah, yes. So, I mean, if I knew I was having a sleepover, you always looked for a co-op game. And this was one of those gyms that was not only co-op, but good. Yeah, a lot of games where you're like, well, it's two-player, even though it kind of sucks, but deal with it. Yeah, and I know I beat it at least once back in the day. So I was pretty confident that this time around, I'd be able to walk right through. Yes, sir. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, I just played it once. I just played through and beat it in one one, one sitting, uh, maybe two hours, uh, pretty chill. Uh, it was fun. I liked it. Okay, yeah, I played it like three times. So okay. there was a twice co-op with my son, mm-hmm. and we never beat it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we could have probably beat it, but it just we were taking so long that we ended up having to do other things. Oh, okay, right. You know, I was like, well, we'll bust through this in like 45 minutes. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. And, you know, um, this is actually where I figured out, um, well, let me say also that I did play it solo and then I beat it. Okay. But this is when I figured out that I actually think it's harder when you play it co-op or two players. Really? Because you can stun the other person with the blocks. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So you are constantly in each other's way. And it's what I like to call New Super Mario Brothers Syndrome. <laughs> right, right. So you're jumping and like you can stand on each other's head. So you can interfere with each other's jumps. And yeah. you can throw and stun the other person. Having them stunned to where another enemy will hit them. Right. Oh, yeah, that's rough, man. So it is actually a lot harder with two people than it is with one person, I think, and and for those reasons. I can see it as well where you're splitting all the flowers and stars, so you're not getting as many extra men. But the uh, upside is that when you die, you pop back up with a balloon. You don't start at the beginning if the other person hasn't died as well. Oh, nice. Okay. So you can get further into the levels a little easier. Hmm. It's just way more frustrating as uh, your son is hitting you in the back of the head with a <laughs> wooden wooden crate. Vengeance. Yeah. All right, Nick. I think we found ourselves in the general chat portion of the show. We did. And I'll begin by saying, what a pretty and fun game. Absolutely. Uh, I really like, uh, much like DuckTales, all the sprite work is very faithful to the cartoon. Looks good. Yeah, it's very pleasant. In fact, I would say that this game is like Godzilla on a Saturday afternoon. Well, yeah. Well, it's not something you were going to set out to watch. Oh. oh. You know, (laughs) it just shows up. And uh, it's a fun, relaxing kind of adventure that you don't have to put a lot of thought into. And uh, it's not going to take a lot out of you. Yeah, no. Well, you know what I mean. No, I do. Watching, Watching Godzilla, you know, after the cartoons go off. What do you, you flip through the UHF channel and, and what's coming on? It's an old Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's just something to, yeah, easy peasy. Um, nice and comforting. I think it kind of sucks that uh, Gadget, who's one of the few, like, female character protagonists in any cartoons, kind of, you know? Like, and not only a protagonist, but one that's, like, the brains of the outfit. Yeah, and but it's, like, relegated to damsel in distress duty here in, in video game world. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. And then we're going to get to some unfortunate sprite work later on. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> man, she does get the short end of the stick. But so does um, her, you know, our other buddy. So I was going to talk about this in a moment, but we'll get back to this. Where if you're a fan of the show, don't worry. All of the characters are in this cartoon, but just not in ways that you probably want them to be. Right. Yeah. So you got, um, you know, as you said, Gadget Hackwrench is in here. Oh, right. But she just gives you advice, kind of calls you out on the radio. 
Yeah, you get little like clues kind of before a level. She she kind of plays big boss's role. <laughs> yeah, if you want to think of it in metal Metal Gear terms. But it's true. Then you've got Monterey Jack, you know, and he literally does nothing in this game. No, <laughs> like, I mean he's in it and he opens doors or finds secret locations, but not really. You, it's just a cutscene, basically. Well, yeah, you open a. There's usually a, a box, one of the large crates that you open and then there's a piece of cheese in it and every time i saw it i was like oh what does that do and then i'm like oh yeah he just comes running through and right. breaks a hole in a wall now, and... if you're not familiar with or don't remember in the show monterey jack's one weakness was cheese <laughs> and yeah. uh, when he smelled it he would go insane hawk out and just burst through things completely berserk so in his berserker rage he just busts through any kind of uh wall or fence you need to get through and it'll get you to the next level Yes, sir. Now, like we said, uh, Zipper's in here. He's your invincibility. So that's pretty cool. He doesn't really get the shaft, I don't think. Right, right. And then one other thing that was in here that I totally forgot about was their cool little plane thing. It was made out of like a water bottle, some balloons. Yeah. It had like little flapper arms. Yeah. You see its silhouette in between levels. Yeah, on your little map, you know, you have some choice as to what levels you go to. But really, you should just do them all to get as many ha- uh, flowers and stuff. Yeah. I, I think. Well, the way I looked at it is, so there is a, a map, and you choose your path, and there's basically some levels that you can skip. Yeah. And I like to think of it as like a challenge rating. Like, let's say you you know just got the game, you want to burn through it. You go, you don't take all the levels. Right. You know, when I was playing with my son, we were skipping levels left and right. But if you want to, you know, put some more time into it, maybe you own this game. You really want to show it who's boss. I mean, there's some levels where, at least one, where I'm like, I, if, I, if I ever go back, I will skip that one. But <laughs> So, you know, to me, I, I find it, you know, a feature, less of a bug. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, the music in this game, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. I found it to be really catchy, yeah. uh, but it's a little repetitive at the same time. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> there's only a few tracks. I, well, and not only that, but many of the tracks that you were playing uh, that are in your levels when I was looking at the music files are only 30 seconds long. So That would be the reason they seem so repetitive. Yeah, they're looping the crap out of those. I mean, but, you know, not, not bad music. No. And then there is one or two songs that do have some odd notes in them that are a little jarring. Yeah, you can get some... Uh, some yeah. little weird pitch things, and I don't know. They would just take me out of the game for a Shrill. second or two there. Yeah. And I mean, like this game, uh, coming after DuckTales, kind of felt, you know, I mean, without the two-player, you know, bonus, it's like the gameplay is not as involved. You know, like you said with the, the Godzilla thing, like you're not really searching. You're just like, you know, are there flowers here? I'll get them, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, I felt like they did add more to the play mechanics of the game. One thing we haven't mentioned because we haven't gotten to the levels yet is that there are so many surfaces to stand on. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally everything that has a top edge to it graphically is something you can stand on. So if it is a, a bench, a flower, a garbage can, yeah. the edge of a faucet, you know, you name it, that is, if you can make it to there, you will be fine on it. And that's really cool, but it also makes this game kind of easy because you can avoid a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like this game, I, I wrote down, I while I was playing it, I was like, you know, just the sea of flowers and stars, that's all you're doing. And I was like, you know what? This reminds me of Donkey Kong Country, but good. Like, oh. it doesn't overstay its welcome where, you know what I mean? Like, th- there's not a lot to it, but it doesn't treat it like there's more to You know, like, right. it's not putting you through 60 levels of this. Like No. And with a lot less disgusting ape noises. So many. So many. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, I think we should be done talking about any sort of ape noises. Uh, and if you don't have anything else... Forgive me. Yes, I'm done. I think it's time we take this game level by level. As we said, when you start out, the very first level, you don't get access to that map, correct? Yes, it's just kind of the, the intro level. And that is when you are going to save this girl's cat. Uh, Mandy? Mandy. Well, you're off to save her cat, and... Yes, yes. Just like the episode. Just like the episode. And right away, you're going to be introduced to the crates, the apples, the flowers, in the very first screen. Yeah, it's, uh, you're in an alley, Mm -hmm. uh, looking, you know, you got some garbage cans. The scale's kind of weird in this game, but whatever. You know, it's, you're not looking for realism here. (laughs) No, and one thing I do like, though, is I like being at that smaller scale. I was always a fan of any game where you were shrunk, or you're a tiny thing or person, and you get to see... A lot of normal objects in big size. And it gives you a chance to put people or, you know, the video game characters in a situation, you know, like here you're jumping on trash cans, uh, you know, fence parts, you know, different little things yeah, and stuff. Flowers but, and um, those prickly plants. Like if you were, you know, let's say look cactuses, at, look at this level. But if you, you know, you weren't supposed to be a little chipmunk, if you're like, I'm a human sized person, like a lot of the, you know, levels where you just have these ridiculous like of course they build a castle with these platforms you can jump on like it doesn't make sense really but you know when you have small little characters it it does yeah and it does play out well now if you've noticed the cover of the box or you are paying attention to the story at the beginning of the game you're going to encounter some uh metal robot dogs yep straight out of the cartoon as well yeah and they're not you know well none of the enemies in this game are very hard until the last maybe two levels, two or three. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you just throw them boxes at them for the most part, gun them down. Yeah, and there's nothing too crazy you've got to do in this area either. What you might be surprised by, though, is uh, some of the verticality in here. There's going to be a lot of areas where you're jumping up a lot. Mm -hmm. And one thing I did notice is that you can land on a ledge that looks like it's almost out of your jumping height range. You can like barely squeeze up there. And you will, your sprite will just beep right on to that ledge. So go for it. Always go for it. Sure. I mean, and I like this level because it, it's actually, I mean, it's simple, but it's got some good design where it's like, you know, you're going left to right, mm-hmm. to you're go to the alley, across an alley. Then you're going up, going up, a, up back, a telephone pole. Yeah. And then back left over some like power lines well, and the roofs of the houses you just went in front of. Yeah. Exactly. And it's really nice. Uh, there are some annoying mice on the top. And those yeah. are just guys that run around and jump. Those are actually robotic mice. Well, fair enough. As per the manual. Okay. I, I believe you and the manual, so I must go with it. And uh, you're going to get your first instance of uh, the zipper power-up. And, of course, that's awesome. Yeah, running across. Uh, you know, you watch out for little shar- shocks that come and get you. Oh, yeah. So when you are running across these power lines, and this will appear later on, there are broken parts with a spark going back and forth. And that spark will hurt you, take off one hit. Yeah, it's uh, but pretty easy to avoid. Um, but, yeah, you, you'll head... Uh, vertically again and then double back again and i like how you go inside like there's you go in a window then you're in kind of a science labby area you got some beakers and pencils and so that is my one of my favorite parts of the whole game <laughs> wonderful backgrounds they are you know that's one thing i forgot to mention earlier is that there are great backgrounds in this game yes and uh you know i hate to say though not all of this is background you know the, in a normal game most of this would be background but, you know, you can jump on the beakers, on the mm-hmm. flasks, on any of these things. It's true. It's true. And, but, uh, yeah, but then soon you will face the first boss. Oh, and what a strange boss it is. But before that, you do find a crate of cheese. 
driving Mr. Oh, uh, yeah. Monterey Jack insane. Yeah, he breaks you through. He breaks you through to that boss. And now, is this boss one of uh, Gadget's inventions gone wrong? No, this is a uh, this is from the episode as well. Like the one that the mechanical dogs are from, because it's the the Professor Nimnal uh-huh. uh, has the dogs that go kidnap kittens and brings them here to this robot, which static electricity. Yeah, is them? It's oh my god, all. it all just came back to me. Yeah, as I'm looking at this thing, that's why it has those brushes, like because yeah. it's rubbing all yeah. the cats, and then it's like does the spark attacks. Oh my god, I can see it now in my mind's eye. So I'm I'm really curious about the rest of these levels. You know, uh, maybe somebody out there knows if they're as directly inspired by the cartoon as this one is, because this is a hundred percent straight up. Uh, you know, I would like to go back and watch some of these and those uh, Ducktales. I know we got a new Ducktales coming out, or maybe it's out now. Who knows? Oh but, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know of any way to revisit the original ones of these cartoons since Disney is so uh, voltish. Yeah, with its back <laughs> library. You're not probably not finding that on YouTube. No, but you you are finding a a large robotic thing. Yeah, it's got like four. Six arms? I don't know. It's, it's got six arms. It shoots little lightning bolts out. It's actually pretty easy. You uh, There's a, a big red rubber ball that you will throw vertically into its head. And you do that like three times? I, I think five it's times. five. I'm pretty sure that all the some, bosses are five. Some are five. Some other ones are five, apparently. I I, I felt like they were three at times, maybe, but maybe I'm nuts too. I, I'm only positive about a few of them, but they're, none of them take very many. No, but you hit this guy five times and it's over. He's gone. You have saved the kitten. Good job. No. It was a trap, suckers. What? Yeah. There was no kitten. It was all a lie. Ugh. What happened was poor, poor Gadget was kidnapped. Yeah, while well, you were out. And then, you know, Fat Cat sends you a message, right, that tells you that now she'll be inventing things for me. And That's right. And Fat Cat is one of the classic uh, villains of the show. Uh, a large... Um, He's like a what, Al Capone cat. Yeah, kinda, I was going to say, you know, you know, racist stereotype. But, you know, Al Capone, that's yeah. probably a little closer. <laughs> but, you know. He is a large mafioso-style boss, mm-hmm. and he's got your friend Gadget. So at this point, you climb into your weirdo little plane thing. Airship. Mobile. And now you can choose your level. Are you going to level A or level B? If you go to level A, you will have to also do level C before you can go to level D. But if you go to level B, you can go straight to D. Yeah, so you get a little choice there. Um, I went to all of them. I mean, I actually went to area B first. Mm-hmm. And then beat it, and then I went back and beat the others. Just, well, just for completion's sake. That's very good of you. Now, let's talk about Area A first. I think we should. And it is pretty cool. It is a large tree. Yeah, you're, it's a, you're climbing up a tree. Um, we've seen this in plenty of video game levels. Yes, and this tree is infested with uh, bagworms. Yeah, worms. Um, they are below the height that you throw your... Uh, crates on so they can be a little tricky because you can't crouch and throw them you know no, but, but you can crouch and hide in your crate and that will kill them when yeah. they run into you now the deadlier creature you're going to encounter is the ninja flying squirrel i love these guys they are a wonderful sprite are they from the show i hope they are they, i like, don't think they are it, it seems so awesome that it should be i think this is one of those things that japan added well, I wish they would have added it more. Uh, whatever. They're cool. They are a great sprite, and they kind of, uh, you know, flying squirrel in from the corners of the screen. Yeah, top left, top right, throw a crate at them. Uh, it's pretty pretty short and easy level, really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the majority of this level is just climbing vertically and avoiding the bagworms. And now, I'm calling them bagworms because I think they're the ones later on, but they're just little worms they're going across. Yeah, yeah. And then also avoiding those uh, ninjas. And literally, it's all just jumping straight up. And if you want to 
book it, you can make it through this level in like 30 seconds. Easily. And there's not even really much danger of falling deaths. Like their platforms are pretty wide. Yeah. Now at the very top, there is a little hole in the tree and inside is an owl. Yep. And uh, he's your boss. He does not like you. No. I don't even know what this owl does. I think he swoops around. Uh, he shoots uh, feathers? feathers come That's down. What it was. It's very easy. Uh, he just, you know, you, there's a red rubber ball in here as well, and you will throw it up vertically to hit him in the air. And now, this is another one that you can only hit in the vertical axis. So, uh, very easy, and uh, that's all there is to it. You saved the tree. You did. And now, normally, if you had beaten this level, you would probably go on to C. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of being confusing, we're going to go to level B now. Fair enough. And level B is inside a diner. Yeah, it's like uh, you're going across like a bar area-ish. You know, there's stools and you've got like, what, glasses up there and stuff. And wooden crates. Tons of tiny wooden crates. Of course, which, uh, you know, you don't might not notice them in real life, but they're everywhere. They are. They are. And then, of course, this level is also littered, sadly, with uh, robotic mice. So yes. hopefully the robot health inspector does not come <laughs> to this restaurant. Yeah. But, you know, this also might be the first area that you get um, the metal blocks and have to use them oh, to yeah, do your yeah. higher jump. I think so. Uh, and if you do, you'll find yourself in the back room of the restaurant. Yeah, you're like going across like some kitchen counter areas. you got some faucets. Well, and... there's some bottles at first, some empty mm-hmm. glasses. And that's one of the things I really like about this game is you are moving like through logical environments. Yeah, like you said, yeah. in that first level, you climb up and you're going back across the roofs of the buildings you passed earlier. In this one, you're in the back of house of a restaurant now. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, there's a really cool little scene with some uh, faucets. Yeah, they're just like, it's like basically waterfalls, but, you know, you can jump on top of the faucet to slowly, you know, it'll rotate the, the knob it. a little bit and turn it off and proceed. Yeah, there's literally no danger in this area uh, unless you run into the water. It will yeah. hurt you. Yeah, it's... But there are no enemies. Right, it's it's pretty simple, and you just head on through. Uh, beyond but that, I really do like that mechanic, though. I I kind of wish it was in more things. Yeah, they didn't really go back to it, but yeah, it's still fun though. But uh, oh, uh, this is also the first area that has these um, weird uh, bears that are I don't know what they're doing at you, <laughs> but they grab their stomach area and then three yellow green balls I, shoot out okay i did not know either until in the manual they're listed as uh they're like popper mice where they have one of those party poppers if you imagine those little like party oh, favors that it, is so not a party you popper. you pull the string and it you know pops out it's like they're carrying one of those like a weapon okay. uh, i couldn't tell from the sprites at all but once i, I saw that they I was had like, oh. some horrible disease and their pustules were exploding <laughs> upon you no, no it's yours a, is a little more disney making sense but yeah, you, you encounter them, and then through the level, there's a couple more interesting obstacles. Yeah, you'll find there's like pots of boiling water. They're on some ranges. Um, and to get across those, you jump across their uh, knobs. Yep, yep. And then you encounter some like flies or bees. Yeah, the the flies are buzz bombs, and the bees are buzzers. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was two different things. There's Well, there's like the gray ones. Uh-huh. Those are just flies. Yeah. But there's there's actual bee bees. Oh, that, later on. Though. Yeah. Not, not in this yeah. level. Gotcha. I gotcha. Now, there is another crate in here. Don't remember what's in it, but congrats. <laughs> I think it's a, a glowing acorn. Whatever it is, you earned it. You'll have to, you know, go through a gauntlet of pots and flies. But if you do, then you get to the weirdest part of this level. Where you find the uh, the aliens? 
Yes, and now the aliens are from the show. I do remember I, that. I do too. Like they they can shape change. They're called uh, ditzes or just dits is the name they were listed with. And they uh, change sprite and they turn into you, which isn't that confusing. I it's maybe just weird. Maybe if it were two players. Yeah, I don't know. You just hit them. <laughs> they're they're one hit easy. They they are. But there's a lot of them. So you know. That could be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, a lot, even any stages in this game where they have a lot of, like, enemies don't give you anything for killing them. No. They don't really have a score, There's you know, so you can just run past them if you want. It's usually, it can be very easy in some parts. Now, don't get hit by that last um, party popper bear. Yeah. Right at the end of the level. Those are the ones, those guys are the ones that would get me. Sometimes, If I wasn't yeah. paying attention, because they run out and hit you. So, you know, you have to be on your toes. It's true. But you get past that last one, and you are now at the boss of this level, and it is a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, is this, I want to say this is like the ship the aliens came in. Yes. But uh, it just flies left and right. Uh, and it, it drops drop? little aliens, like little oh, head yeah. um, sucker aliens. Yeah, and they, they, they can be a little tricky to avoid, but again, pretty easy boss. You're just now, throwing that ball vertically. One thing that was, well, that's one thing I thought was cool is you, you can also throw it horizontally. Oh, it's true. It does so get low enough. It gets lower and lower uh, across four passes. And at its lowest, it is right above your head. Mm-hmm. Now, since this ball bounces, if you throw it the same direction that the ship is flying, it will go past the ship, hitting it once, hit the wall, then bounce back again, hitting the ship a second time. Yeah, um, that's a trick that I used on certain other bosses later, a lot uh, necessarily. So Yeah, so that is uh, one thing to note, and it is very useful here. Then again, this boss is not too hard. So five hits later, it is destroyed. Toast. So now we'll move on to area C, and that is the library. Yeah, you're you're on a bookshelf to start off with. Uh, you're you know all kinds of books and things to jump up uh, and around, but you're fighting your first appearance of the Racket Ruse. Now this is uh, troubling <laughs> because you're fighting kangaroos. Very small kangaroos. Yeah, what's uh, are, now? If they would have said these were kangaroo mice, yeah, I, I may have gone with it. But instead, they are just tiny, shrunken kangaroos that uh, pull tennis balls out of their pouch and maybe, then hit them at you. Maybe someone's got a, a shrink ray somewhere. I don't know. I'm hoping so. These enemies are actually they take two hits and they can be a bigger pain than other ones. Yeah, I just try to avoid these ones. Yeah, you can if you just jump past them uh again there are so many different levels in each screen and by levels i mean like literal strata of places yeah. to stand then you can get through them if you weave and uh bob through them now we did forget to mention one very important movement aspect of this game and that is that you can drop through platforms right yeah so the down jump lets you fall through just like kid icarus yeah or many other uh games as well about halfway through the level, you get out of the stacks, as us uh, library folk oh. would call them, and you're out onto the tables in the library. Is this where I think the, the Hawk Bombers start showing up? Yes. Again, uh, we finally have another enemy that is slightly worthwhile. <laughs> that he can cause a little bit of trouble. Yeah, but they fly in and drop bombs on you. As long as you're vigilant, you can always take them out with that box as soon as they come into the screen. Yes. Uh, at the very end of this area, you'll go through a hole in the wall, 
and now you're into a deadly zone of fans. Yeah, ceiling fans. Uh, I, you know, when you first see them, I was expecting, oh, I bet these are going to spin me around her, but no. Just decoration. Yep, just platforms. And they're very lovely looking. Yeah, they look good. You jump across them. Later, there's some uh, light bulbs. Mm -hmm. Jump on them. Those also look nice. Then there's a hole, and you go through, and you're done. No boss. No boss at all. I guess, you know, the owl made up for it (laughs) earlier in this. Yeah, he was so tough that... He was. Now, either way, if you took that first path or the second, now is where they will merge. Yes, the unskippable Area D. Yes, Area D. Now, Area D. This is a yeah toy store, right? Yes, we are now in the toy store. You're going to pass row after row of teddy bears in boxes. Yeah, they're ready for this holiday season. Everything looks very Christmas-themed, although it's pink. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of pink and blue uh, wrapping paper, presents, you know, etc. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where you're getting the Christmas theme from at all, but... Well, I mean, I guess I could see that with some of the presents that are there, but, you know, these are just presents with bows on them, and, and they are wrapped, I guess, yeah. pink and blue. I always think of, like, jack-in-the-box as, like, a Christmas thing, but I guess it's not really. Uh, I don't know. Right. But well, either way, present Spoiler thing. alert, there are <laughs> jack-in-the-boxes here. A classic uh, enemy from many video games. Yeah. Now, these ones are more like a piranha plant or something. They'll pop out of the thing. Some of them will stay there, and just you can see their head, and you can just hit them. I don't yeah. know. There seem to be two different kinds of behaviors that well, they exhibit. And then they will go back into their box mm-hmm. and let you go across to their area. But one hit will take them out if you just hit them in the face. Uh, now, after them is like the real deal annoying enemies of the level. Uh, and that is these weird spinny top men. Oh, yeah, the the weight arm dude. Yeah, they things. have balls on each arm, and they spin. And it takes a minute to figure out. You cannot get past them while they are just doing their normal routine. If you try to walk under, they're too big kind of, can you jump over them? No. Yeah, they're too big to, to jump beyond. So you have to kind of run under them. But they do this left to right thing where their arms will bob down, and they'll hit you unless you throw a crate at them and start them spinning and then they can't yeah they're, they're pretty it's pretty rewarding I, I i like to they'll accelerate the more you hit them uh, you know oh, okay and you can also jump over them and then again this is another point at which i wish i had a little video of nick pretending to be this uh an <laughs> enemy bobbing its arms up and down because uh, he just did it while talking about it well it was beautiful yeah you, you guys are missing out now once you pass them now you are in the display area of the store. There is a train out. Now this toy train gave me like uh, PTSD from playing Little Nemo. Um, that toy train level in that game is so hard and frustrating. Yeah. I saw this and I was like, no, no. Well, my son thought we were going to be riding this train. Yeah, me too. That's why I was like, oh, geez. And he was way go. disappointed that we were not. <laughs> No, then then you're on to... Uh, These weird bunnies that are... To me, it looks like they are uh, cleaning their rugs. Yeah, well, they're like making little carpet like waves come at you as they flip it. Kind of. It's a kind of a neat idea, I think, for a, a little... Just it's a great, one of those... Great animation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you see all the enemies that shoot things along the ground at you all the time, so why not make it a, a carpet wave? Right, and uh, these guys can be a little annoying because there's so many of them coming out, you can't really hit them and avoid all of them at the same time i just tried to run through and skip them Mm -hmm. the second path from the top is clear of all enemies in this area and that is what i would always take Mm, nice uh because right after them are uh, the bully cardinals yeah whatever those guys they run out and kick it's a cardinal 
I get yeah, the bird. I cardinal. Yeah, I kind of I thought of it as a rooster, but I think cardinal is way more appropriate. Uh, it's wearing a tank top and strutting along like it owns the place. It's tough, man. If it encounters any of the wooden crates, it will kick them off the screen. Yeah, and it'll hurt you, but what, uh, what a jerk! It will reveal the hidden things. They'll still stay there. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, uh, what's not nice is these guys take two hits. Yep. Uh, so I mostly just skipped them, uh, as did I. Now after them is a really cool little feature of this uh, board. And that is that there are these uh, balls falling from the ceiling. But yeah. lucky for you, there are switches to deactivate them. Yeah, just throw a, uh, a crate at the switch and it'll, you know, turn it to the off position and that'll stop the balls. And then there are a couple of them in weird positions that you may want to hit before you get too close to them. Or, you know, you accidentally will trigger them as you go through the level. But I thought this area was a fun little idea that I kind of wish I would have seen more of. Yeah. But once you're through there, you encounter one more creepy jack-in-the-box. And then a weird exploding wall that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I... There's a bunch of purple wall pieces. Uh, run. They explode, and if you're still standing there, they hurt you. It's a Yeah, it's a weird thing, but you can just barrel through it. You can. If so, you're rewarded by more weird top guys and their annoyances. I'm pretty sure I got hit by at least one of these guys because there's no crates nearby. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. Very careful. But the rest of this level is pretty easy. Oh, wait. No, it's not. This is where the fake blocks are. The crates, when you pick them up, change color slightly. Mm -hmm. You know, once they're over their head, they're a little redder. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. As you go through this area, you notice some of the crates on the ground are this shade of red. And when you get close, they turn out to be evil crates that spring and pogo up and down. Yeah, they jump vertically, and uh, they can be a pain if you don't have crates to deal with them. I, You know, I kind of hate them because... The timing of hitting them is always tricky, and I, I have a really hard time hitting them horizontally. I see. Okay. I didn't really run into much problems because, especially in certain levels where there's different um, platforms for right. them, they'll, they'll end up jumping towards the top ones and just get stuck there, and, and I try to go underneath them. Now, I would uh, usually then try to destroy them from underneath if I had to. Mm, yeah. Always a little easier and more accurate. But through the end of this level, though, you do have yourself one interesting boss. Yeah, it's a big uh, robot thing. I, it looks familiar. I think it's from the cartoon, but I, I don't remember. It is an old-fashioned 50s or 60-ish looking robot on tracks. It rolls out from the right side of the screen, and at some point it brings down a shower of little balls yeah little red balls there's there's you just gotta aim there's always a gap somewhere that you can stand in while you throw the red ball at him uh sometimes it, you can get the double hit on him as well it's uh he's a little trickier because you have to hit him right there's these two lights on his chest and that's where you want to hit him that's his weak spot so it's a little smaller than the previous ones but still pretty easy yeah it is and then you have beaten this robot and you are now faced with yet another decision so, your choices are level E or level F. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure I played level E at all this past week. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you were wise because uh, it has the hardest boss in the game. It does. Uh, well, what is this level? Um, well, this one, you're like, it's just like an outdoor level. You've got some, there's like bushes and, you know, a little fence you... Uh, can jump on different No, planks. I did play this level. Okay. Because this is where the uh, bagworms come down. Well, yeah, there's like cocoons that you, you're, they're hanging from a string, mm -hmm. hit them with some stuff. There's, there's hidden ladybugs. You can see their eyeballs in, in bushes. Right. And they pop out and then they jump around. They're actually kind of, um, you know, one of the more energetic 
enemies yeah that you'll yeah fight. yeah um and you know uh pretty standard stuff you just head to the right eventually there's a boat gadget makes for you you go across a fountain that's right she she has she tells you in the cutscene that she's got that boat waiting for you yeah and then you get a cool is you get the hammer yeah now i didn't mention this earlier because it literally only happens in this one portion of this one level unfortunately um because it's really fun because you can break these like concrete or stone obstacle yeah. you know burrow your way through but then you just have a weapon that you can hit dudes with until you get to the door at the end of this the screen yeah, and then then it's gone and it's gone sadly you don't get to carry it over into this part with these weird uh what are these beetle creatures in the they ground? always look they're down at the bottom of these sand pits so they'll always be ant lions to me but yeah they're the green beetle dudes and from first glance, you might think like, oh, they're they're sucking me down or the sand's going to trap me, but they, it doesn't. You can just stand right next to them and just hit them with a crate. So very easy. So do it. And then at the end of this level, you have a door on a pedestal. Maybe it's a bird feeder. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. But when you go through the door, you're underwater. So hey-o. Uh, and you got to fight a weird uh, catfish kind of thing. Yes, this guy sucks. This is why uh, I spent a lot of lives here when I was playing because it moves in a randomish. I mean, it's like a, a sideways mm -hmm. figure eight pattern. But so, it's not tight. Like it moves, you know, up and down. The reason why I didn't remember playing this level is because this is where uh, co-op experience level number one ended. Okay, well, this dude shoots five lightning bolts out at a time. Yeah, I remember fighting him, and I remember us both dying at him and as well. It, it really sucks because only three of them he'll aim at you, kind of. Uh -huh. The other two just go off in random directions, so it's really hard to, like, draw his fire. This was where you, I basically, I was like, I had to master the double hit, like, jump up, throw the ball, get him twice, and do that three times because I almost died every time. Hmm. It was, it was tough. Uh, I lost a lot of lives here, but I made it through. You made it through. Now, for the rest of you? Skip this level. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you're not trying to prove anything, level E sucks. Yeah, go straight on to level F, which stands for factory. Huh? Yeah, sure. Uh, what it looks it's like a factory think, that makes yeah. and drops balls. Yeah, a ball bearing factory apparently. Uh, and this whole beginning of this level is just you know the classic balls are dropping in pits. You gotta cross that pit without getting hit by that ball. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, you have a really nice jump, so you can make it through that area. Lickety split. Not bad at all. No, in the second area, more of the same, except for now there's a platform, so it's easier. You know, yeah. You're trying not to get crushed by the balls at this point, but there's so many places to jump to, you shouldn't yeah. have any trouble. And you'll, you'll start to see more of those uh, cardinals here, too. Yeah, they're jerks, but, you know, avoid them and then just follow afterwards to pick up the uncovered items. Yeah, indeed. Now, the second part of this level is vertical. You're in some sort of, like... Um, shaft or duct now this area i also died a lot at yes i was going to say that this is really the first hard part of the game it's uh you know you've got these platforms that are emerging from the sides of this vertical shaft mm -hmm. you know left and right side they move out at kind of a set rate and you you have to but there are there are only a few that are permanent actually yeah, there's only actually three blocks that are permanent in this entire vertical uh, shaft and the rest are expanding and then contracting to nothing yeah so if you haven't cleared them and gotten to another one that's growing you're gonna fall to your death I, I had a lot of falling deaths here because uh once i've kind of figured it out how to you know the the timing of those platforms isn't just independent it you have to trigger it vertically yes so if you stop moving you've just screwed yourself like it, you can do it in one go really easy like mm -hmm. i did the, when i finally did it i was like oh you just have to keep jumping, keep moving. If you stop, you're dead. Yeah, I was waiting, and if you wait for any of the platforms to start to rescind, 
you failed. Yeah, because they're, the other ones aren't going to come out like unless you've already triggered them. But you know what the greatest part about ascending this crappy uh, vertical uh, shaft of doom was? What's that? The boss at the end. Oh, yeah. No boss. Yeah, I was so relieved. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I because uh, if I had to die at a boss and then do this again, I would have been furious. So really, this is the boss. They understand this is the challenge. And if you make it through, you've made it through the level. And on to level G. Yeah, the casino. For Gator. Oh, okay. So yes, you've finally made it to the casino that Gadget's been telling you about that is the headquarters of Fat Cat himself. Yes. She's here. you got to get her. Rescue time. If you truly are a rescue ranger. And then right off the bat, you go past some slot machines. Some yeah. uh, stools. This level looks real great. I was I was kind of disappointed. Not greatly so, but I was like, I expected the slot machines to do something where you could jump on the handles, maybe some coins would come out and hurt a guy or something. But it's, uh, you know, that's not really a complaint, but... Maybe in Japan, right. but not in America. Yeah, yeah. No kids playing slots around here. Oh, yeah, it's true. Gambling is evil. Now, these uh, gators you encounter right away, they can be a little trouble. They throw a projectile. They throw a hat at you. Oh, yeah, these guys are known as wart. Okay. In the manual, so there. Possibly inspired by Mario 2. If there's a lot of uh, of them on the screen, it can be kind of tough. But for the most part, if you take it slow and just kill them as they come, there's plenty of crates. Or oh, just avoid them if you can. More than enough crates. Now, through the middle part of this level, there's these weird energy balls going across the top of the screen. I don't know what was going on here. You like, can avoid them entirely. But above them is a ton of flowers. Yeah. They're not hard to avoid, though, so go get those flowers. I was just trying to figure out what this area represented, you know what I mean, like in, in real life. So Some sort of power thing. That's what I, I was... Whatever. I, it was weird. It was weird. Now, right past there, you go through a door, and you come out into... Well, it's more of this... Um, It's the poker playing area. Mm, yeah. But, man, watch out, because it is staffed with uh, some football rhinoceroses. Yeah, the rhino runners. So these football dudes run at you to tackle you. But the cool part is, is that anything in their path will be destroyed. So all the blocks will just scatter. It will reveal items as well. And you can always go back and clean up after them. It's wonderful. Now, they are a little more trouble, I think, than the uh, jerk uh, cardinal guy. Yeah, they're, yes, agreed. Now, towards the end of this level, you will have those scattered beetle antlion guys. You know, jumping over, not a problem. Biggest problem in this level is encountering the bombs you have to move around. Yeah, I just avoid them, man. I, well, I, don't I didn't even really up. understand them at first, and I took a couple of hits carrying them to throw at someone else. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Avoid my mistakes. Don't even try it. Not worth it. No. Now, you get through there, and you are out on the dance floor, buddy. Well, you're not out on it. <laughs> you're above it. Yeah, you're up on the lights, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, like, some uh, fluorescent lights, like, fixtures and stuff. You're up top. There's a disco ball. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's more of these uh, football players. If you want to get extra flowers, you can jump into the middle areas and, and gather them. But you have to avoid the football player there. Yeah, I don't mess with it normally. Yeah. You know, I did. Glutton for punishment, I guess. Oh, right, right. And once you've made it through the dance zone, you're treated to like a nice little wall of flowers to pick up. There's a good like 20 or 30 there. Mm-hmm. But through them is not a fat cat. No, this is a weird. I'm like, this is clearly not fat cat. He's just like a cat in a tux, like mm-hmm. in a slot machine. 
And it's sadly one of the slot machines you saw earlier. Yeah, and he drops uh, little coins, I guess. Yeah, he's throwing the tokens at you. Yeah, um, very easy. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are two spots in the level that can hurt you on the floor. There's yeah. spikes. They're very weirdly placed. Yeah, but if you just stay right to the left of the one in the center of the room, kind of. He will never hit you. Yeah, and you can just keep throwing the ball up there. I, I did get hit by the spike once, so. Ooh. And that's it. It is. And you have beaten the game. That's what you thought. No, because this isn't Fat Cat. This is Skinny Cat. The good news is you did save Gadget. And by save Gadget, I mean saved a weird zombie version of her. It looks bizarre. Because she is standing in the most awkward pose I've ever seen. Very melted face looking. I, I don't like it. They did drop the ball on this one. You know, but hey, since you've rescued Gadget, she's going to return the favor. She's going to give you a rocket ship. And you're going to climb in this rocket ship and fly all the way to somewhere nearby yeah but you go to space first and then back down yeah this is like a uh total you know elon musk <laughs> rocket landing spacex baby you land it on the barge no problem easily but now you're in another series of special levels you are at fat cat's secret hideout yes three levels big and man these levels are interesting this yeah. is definitely where the game gets a little bit harder sure um this first starting with area h it's kind of like in the sewers. Yeah, it's a sewer level. You got some crabs down there that shoot bubbles, as they are known to do. Yeah. Now, there are some walls you can't get through here. But one thing we didn't mention is that crates and, and apples and whatnot will fly through anything. Barriers yeah. you cannot cross, crates can cross. So it's not hard to take out these crabs before you get close. I mean, you might take a couple hits, but this level is pretty generous with the acorns. So. Yeah, there are acorns left and right. Now... It does get a little vertical, and watch out. That means we're going to see some more of these ninja flying squirrels. Flying ninja squirrels are back, man. But, you know, as long as you stay in the middle of the area, you shouldn't have too much trouble with them. Nope. It's it's pretty chill. It is. Now, once you pass that vertical spot, you're going to be in an area that does require a little bit of um, finesse, jumping across these gaps, dealing with a squirrel or two. Yeah, nothing very, nothing major. No. And then another real easy area with uh, those aliens have returned. Yeah, they're they're some of the easiest enemies. I'm not sure if this is an area just to give you more flowers or whatnot. I guess. I... But then you <laughs> are treated to the hellscape of a screen three levels deep of those weird pustule bears. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean the popper bears. Popper bears. Popper yeah. bears. Uh, past them, though, well, this boss, Nick, whew, he's a toughie. That's right. Favorite one in the game. Uh, instead of a boss, you have one alien and something like 25 flowers just waiting to be picked yeah little bonus that's it that's it thank you so you get through there and then you're on to now are these ones labeled with letters yeah we have uh this is area i okay so we were on h Mm -hmm. now we have moved to i and where where would you say i is just like in a house or something i don't know like an office maybe i don't know there's like the you know there's a cup the Pyramid of Cups, so I'm like, a lot of people drinking coffee. That's what I think. Okay. There's a lot of coffee cups. And there's and a bunch of fans. There is the worst enemy of the game so far. Yes, the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Now, they are beautifully animated. They look good. And they're a wonderful sprite. The problem is, when you throw a crate at a Pelican, it will grab it in its mouth and spit it right back at you. Yeah, and it will only stun you if it hits you, right? Because I mostly, um, I tried not to throw things at them. Exactly. And would try to... The invincibility you get when you get hit isn't as long as you want it to be, or like a lot of other games. So it's really hard to just take a hit and then run through these guys. Yeah, and that's one of your 
go-to strategies, leave it at home because it will not work in this game. No, it's uh, and there's certain areas where it's like a pelican on top of a fan. You know, the fan's blowing you back, so it's hard to get your momentum. So you're not going to make it over. It, it's really frustrating. Apparently, you can hit them in the legs with yeah, crates. That's what I was going to say, and that is the most obnoxious part. There is a part about two thirds of the way through this level where I agonized over every single crate at my disposal, trying to throw it at this one stupid pelican's legs. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't kill this pelican, I don't know how you get past this area without getting hit. Well, I, uh, I never realized you could kill them. So I made it through by just taking the hits, running. Oh, okay. Well, um, it, it really sucks. Uh, I died a lot at this one particular one where it's like you're on the fan. Like you have to. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't it, figure. I was like, "You've got four blocks at your disposal on that screen, and you don't ca- it, with, without carrying one in." And I was like, "Okay, I gotta get him with one of these four blocks." I had to take two hits because it was like one hit, and then I tried to jump over him, and then get hit on the other side and get past. Like, yeah, and that's exactly the part because I could not figure out any other way to get through. It sucks. So try to go for those legs, but you know, don't get too discouraged because that's also really hard to do. <laughs> so. Now, if you can pass him, there are only two more left, and those are actually fairly easy to get past, yeah. comparatively. And um, you'll find a crate of cheese. And that means it's Monty time. Monty will break through this fence for you. And you know what? I think you are in the office, because the next area is full of phones. Right, yeah. And there's, like, tacks you can land on in certain areas, right? Like, yeah, yep. spikes. Now, this place is infested with uh, robotic mice. Yeah. But, you know, those are nothing. The only downside is that there aren't, you know, thousands of boxes in this area, only five or six per screen. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be slightly, uh, you know, on your on point with these things. But this area, not too bad. No, I think sir. Uh, this was a respite after that horrible fan zone. Yeah. Now, after them, you're going to encounter those those bees. Yeah. And they're not too bad as far as video game bees go. Oh, no, no. They just give a swoop. And, and they're easily to jump over. Yeah, and you're done with them, man. They don't come back after you. They're no. gentlemen. And you're jumping across a bunch of little scales, avoiding the tacks in this area. So you're right. Uh, we're in an office, and it's cool. looks cute. And at the very end of this area, there's a hole in the wall. And on the other side is what I considered the other hardest boss of the game. Yeah, at first he gave me some trouble. He's, he's a caterpillar. Yes, and he is on a platform above you, walking back and forth. And you have to use that rubber ball, toss it vertically to hit him. And now, then, yeah, when you do hit him, though, he'll uh, he'll separate into his five pieces and fall down, and then kind of reassemble himself afterwards. And like you, the first few times, I was getting hit by that piece, a piece of him. Like every time, I couldn't figure out where to go. Eventually, you'll know. Like they're pretty much the same. They fall down to the same spots, so you can find the right zone where it, I wrote down two fifths of the way from the left. That's yeah, where I was. you just have to get the feel for it, but you are going to take a hit or two, you know, trying to find those those areas. Yeah, but once you find the spot, then you can just kind of hide out there and throw the ball when he comes and then, you know, just retreat to your safe spot. And like you said, five hits and this caterpillar is toast, which leaves us with only one level remaining. Yeah, area H. Which... H for something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the final level. Looks to me to be a cat food factory. Oh, yeah. It is totally a cat food factory. And, you know, this is going to be a, a a who's who of enemies you like and don't like. You're going to see a lot of guys here. There's going to be some uh, conveyor belts, which are the one of the tougher obstacles you'll have to deal with. Yeah. And as far as conveyor belts go, though, these ones are pretty fair. 
through the first chunk of the level. Now, you're going to have to deal with a bunch of those football player rhinoceroses on them. So those are really just about avoiding, more or oh, less. Oh, yeah. I have, they have a section with the three levels of them. I always stay on the bottom because you can just kind of jump, fall, jump, fall, and then they'll all just run by. Now, it's the second part of this level that I felt was the final ratchet. And it wasn't like they just went up one notch, but like two or three <laughs> in difficulty. Because, well, right off the bat, you're fighting the villains from a different cartoon. What, Roger Rabbit? Or? Who framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit? The Weasels. Yeah, they look just like them. And they have those, like, they have, like, plunger guns, I guess. That's what it looked like yeah, to me. Yeah, so here's what sucks about them. They shoot a, a projectile, that plunger, that takes a hit. Or if you're in a box, that will destroy your box. Mm-hmm. Now, the weasel himself takes two hits. Yes. So, I never hit them. No, I always avoid these guys. I don't mess with them. Uh, there's a lot of them when you're on this, like, machinery part. Mm-hmm. But I was able to generally if go up top. you stay at the top, you yeah. can avoid almost all of them. So, do it. Do it. But, you know, you're going to pass them. And you're going to be at my second least favorite part of the game. Battle Axe Row. Yeah, the Battle Axe section, man. This uh, this I lost... Area. Two lives, just figuring out how to get through here. It took me a minute to get the the dance, the pattern down. And that was just wrapping my head around what it wanted me to do. That's not counting the lives I lost actually trying to get through here. Right, right. I was, you know, it's like you have to run right up to it when it chops to the left, then so jump over it when there it is comes a under bump. you. <laughs> there is a, you know, metal thing in the middle of the conveyor belt. And then there is a battle axe attached to it that swings from the left to the top then from the top to the right, then from the right to the top, back and, you know, it's yeah. this pattern. Left and right. It, you cannot jump over it when it's in its vertical position. No. It's almost impossible to jump over it when it's on its right position. What you have to do is wait for the blade to go back up to the top, and then you have to run and stand next to the, the thing, the machine. And right, as right. the blade falls, then you can jump on top of the machine and then you have to jump over that blade before it returns to its upright position. Yeah, and then that's when I would kind of swing and then back pray to go, uh, no to yeah. avoid the the next one cuz there's like what four three or four of these Oh in a man, row? there are four right in a row. Yeah. And then right at the end of that is one of those stupid hat throwing alligators. Yep, that jerk, yeah. Uh <laughs> so honestly, this is the worst part of the level. If you can yes. get through here, you're cool. Yeah, there's it's a all down alligators after this. Whatever. Just jump over them, let them throw their hats. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Now, there are more axes in this level. Yeah, but these are a different uh, kind. They're they're pretty easy. Yeah, there are switches next to them that if you throw a crate vertically, it will trip the switch and retract the axe. Yeah, and it's just like going up and down in one spot. It's not swinging around like the the previous ones. I thought it was really cool. Another part where I wish I'd seen more of these in the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have one final conveyor belt, and this is the worst one of all. It's a long one, too, right? Well, it's not that long. It just has three enemies on it, but two of them are those dang weasels, and one is the hat-throwing alligator. And oh. there's only four crates on the thing. Yeah, so you, you have to... You can't miss, really. you got to choose. Yeah, well, basically, what you can do, I figured out, was you can tease that first weasel into mm-hmm. appearing and with enough space in the screen to jump back off of the conveyor belt. Gotcha. Then he will walk and just fall off of it. Okay. That leaves you with four crates to now go after the one weasel and one alligator. All right. Yeah, I I didn't really have any special notes about it, so I don't know. Well, this part I hated so much that I really wanted to have a solid plan (laughs) every time I went through it. And you do get through there. You're in your final chunk of the level with 
a few more alligators, a few more of those guys, but you can just go over top of all of them. Yeah, just avoid. There's a ton of levels of boxes to jump up and over. There are tons of crates to throw at them. And, you know, there you go. At the end of this area is one last door. And through that door is the man himself. Yes, Fat Cat. And you know what? He looks damn good. Yeah, he looks straight out of the cartoon. Very, very faithful. I mean, this might be the best graphic in the game. Yeah, yeah, but it does take up the entire. He is mainly a background. Yeah, well, he's you know like a guts dozer kind of, except he moves even less. But no, and his main attack is that he's ashing at you. Yeah, he has a giant cigar and it drops these five ashes in a kind of spread pattern. Now it is a weird spread. It's a yeah, I mean it's yeah, it, it spreads out, but there's a pretty it's two different spreads as well. So you just have to know when to run from part to part. I just always stand right down in front of him and just throwing the ball up. There's a spot where he never seemed to hit me. I don't know. I oh. have no problem. <laughs> I was having. I was dancing on the right side. I mean, okay. I didn't die, but I did get hit once or twice. I remember, like the the little boxes on his desk, kind of the pattern. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's like right uh, in front of the second or in between the second and third ones. I just I was there's one spot where I was like, I can stay here and I won't get hit. So I just use that. And again, this guy only takes five hits, and then you're done, man. There is no other form. Yeah. There's, this is it. You really did beat the bad guy and save the day. Now, sadly, not a great ending. No. You get a a picture of the whole crew back together. And then like a little scene, you know, you get dialogue from each of them. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, And then it ends with uh, Chip saying, there's no stopping the Rescue Rangers. The end. (laughs) It plays the theme song for you. Possibly as many times as you want. Yeah, it is. It'll just keep going. It repeats at least once. <laughs> and then nothing. Like, you have to hard reset the system yeah, to there's get out. No credits. Nothing, man. Nothing at all. Well, Nick, we find ourselves once again in the review portion of our show. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power review system across four categories, each category having a score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. So did I. I said that it has really nice sprites, great backgrounds, but they don't really hit that Disney aesthetic for me the way DuckTales did. One of the things I think that um, kept me from, you know, graphically getting into it as much is it really um, is due to the setting because Rescue Rangers was the only cartoon that was in the real world with humans. Right. So you have this weird, like, human-sized world with animals that's, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it just, it makes it kind of hard to wrap your head around where the rest of them are just animal people worlds. Right. And while this one also, to me, felt like the enemies were just kind of generic enemies developed by Capcom. They didn't, like, have that Disney feel, which made uh, DuckTales a little bit more special. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, you know, there's a few enemies that are directly from the cartoon, and, uh, you know, at least as far as the manual artwork looks just like... Like the Disney stuff, but in-game, yeah, it's all right. Uh, now, the effects I thought were good. They weren't too annoying or anything weird like that. But um, the music, while great, was repetitive. And as yeah. we said, there are a couple songs that have some points that are just kind of jarring. Well, and, you know, I mentioned before, I'm like, some of these songs are only 30 seconds long until they loop. And most of them are used on two or three different stages. So it can be <laughs> a little rough. So, Nick... What did you give this game as far as play control was concerned? 
I give it a 2.5. Ouch. I gave it a 4.0. Oh, okay. Um, why so low? Oh, I, I just thought it was fine. There's just not a lot to do. You know, you're just jumping. Fine isn't 2.5. That's, 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 that's average. Yeah. When I thought this game controlled above average, I thought, you know, jumps were, were near perfect. I, I could get anywhere I wanted to get in the levels. And that's across, you know, three or four heights, you know, big distances. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's more of a reflection. Personally, I think it's more of the level design than the, the jump itself. Because you're usually jumping, you know, the the three levels are only across one screen. And you can jump is pretty high. I mean, it's a good jump. Don't get me wrong. Well, that and let's say... uh the picking up and throwing things is very easy. It's well-defined. Yeah. You know, throwing up, throwing over, great. To me, it was just the the only downside to me of the controls was trying to aim when you threw, not at the standing level. Trying to yeah. jump and throw it. Yeah. So, basically, we're on the same page. We just gave it different numbers. <laughs> well, I, I mean, to me, 2.5 means everything's fine. There's nothing, you know. I, I just I thought it was thought it was fine. <laughs> Fair enough. So then, Nick, I feel this may be another place where we differ wildly. <laughs> what did you rank the challenge factor of this game? I gave it a 1.0. Again, we did. <laughs> I gave it a 3.0. Okay. Now, granted, you only played it single player. That is that is true. So what did you have to say? Um, I, I just thought it was uh, super easy. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I beat it the first time I played through. I used all three of my continues, but I didn't die. I didn't have to start over at all. Well, I might have given it a 2.5. In fact, I did and erased it. Oh, but I said that it can be easy. It has a lot of free men, but the two-player yeah. mode offers definitely more challenge. I could see that. And uh, the fact that you can choose to add on more levels is another bump up in the challenge factor for me. Well, our last category, Nick, is theme and fun. Yes. I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, I, I gave it a 3.5. Fair enough. I said it is just a blast. You know, you're rolling through all these tiny worlds. Uh, and, and from this perspective, everything is fun. And I just loved the fact that the front of a level and the back of the level made sense. You went from the front of a dining room to the back yeah, of the house yeah. of a restaurant. You know, you went through the different parts of a casino. Like you said, the underside of a street to the rooftops of the same buildings yeah it just makes sense well the level design is great um i like it a lot um and you know it is a very fun game it's in a, it's easy but not in a bad way and you know it it can be the game itself isn't small but it's so easy it can be kind of short you know like i said i, I beat it in less than two hours i hadn't played it in 25 years but uh not that i'm special we all know that yeah well but yeah, I mean, it's just a fun game, and since it's two-player, which even though I didn't play it two players this time, that's why it always had a you know, special spot, where it was just a fun, easy game to play with your friend. So, we always ask, should you play this game? I think you should. I said, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, spend a lazy Saturday afternoon off yeah. playing this game. Just... It's just cozy. It's like a nice blanket. Yeah, or like if, if you have a young one, uh, this is a great game to you know cut your teeth on. It's, it's easy, one very player. forgiving. Don't play this game with your small <laughs> child. I mean, they may have fun, but you're going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but no, really, pick up this game. Uh, it's out now on a collection, and uh, it is a great one to go back and just give up an hour to. Next week's game 
will be Comics Zone for the Sega Genesis. So, grab a controller, find a copy any way you can, and play this game along with us, friends. And remember, if there's anything we missed or got wrong, or you just want to talk about, just let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll hit you up. We will. Now, you can always do the Twitter thing. You know, we're on there at Cart Command. You can Facebook us. You know, we're at Cartridge Command there. We love subscriptions. That -hmm. means you're going to get this show the day it comes out. Every Wednesday, usually by noon. Hot off the presses. And we'd like to keep encouraging you guys to get your friends on board. You know, we are growing. And it is amazing to see all the crazy places around the world that download this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to call anyone out, but if you are a dude in booed, hit us up. We are flabbergasted that we have fans in all these different corners of the world. But you know, it's those fans on Patreon. They're the ones that make this show happen. It is your financial support that, you know, allows us to put this show on the internet. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. From the bottom of our hearts. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Stopwatch to my my daughter's Back to the Future costume. It's been going off every day for a year <laughs> and a half. I uh. uh, should probably figure out how to change that. <laughs>